everyone, and welcome to another inviting and engaging episode of The Business of Life. It's a masterclass, and it's a podcast for people who thrive on opportunities, drive to get to results, and seek input and ideas to quickly incorporate in life and in business. And you may know by now that this is Debbie Lundberg, author and founder and CEO of Presenting Powerfully, a Tampa, Florida-based national firm providing individuals and organizations with four things. Keynotes and talks, strategy and facilitation, teaming and training, and executive presence coaching, all contributing to the enhancement of communication, behaviors, and relationships, what I like to call reversing the slobification of America. Hi, Barb Zan here, corporate sales leader, founder of the lifestyle brand and blog, the stay-at-work mom, and fashion stylist. It's all about the simple things, finding joy in all that we do. So, Debbie, who is this person, this experienced, wow, and all-around contagiously positive person who's chosen to be with us today? Oh, you nailed it, Barb. When you said contagious with positive, that describes our guest's energy, that's for sure. He has mastered the art form of seizing opportunities in any situation. As a University of Florida graduate, he's probably going to say go Gators here or something. Right. <laughs> <laughs> he joined a company in Lakeland, Florida as a warehouse runner. By the age of 28, he was made the COO slash vice president of sales. Imagine a 28-year-old out there doing that. It was during the recession of the 80s, using his unique business philosophies, he was able to take that organization from $50 million in sales to $103 million in two years using the same 300 folks that did the $50 million. So you know he's got some special sauce here. At 30, he wanted his own business, so he bought a chain of tire stores. This became a fix-it program. He grew it from a financially broke company to the leading commercial tire company in the state of Florida. He sold it to Don Olson Tire and retired at the age of 40. Ah, but after only two months of his wonderful retirement with his... I'm going to call it wife's encouragement. You're going to want to go to his website to learn the whole story. It's really, it's really good. He started adjunctly assisting companies as a temporary CEO. So he came out of retirement, got into working with and owning a construction company. Then he retired again, only to be called out of retirement to be Ideal Images CEO. And then most recently became a podcaster, a speaker, and still works with many companies and individuals in selling skills and being just completely business aware and business savvy. It's absolutely a thrill to get to talk with head coach and founder of the Condo Coaches, adjunct CEO, Dean Akers. Welcome, Dean. Thank you, Barb. Before we and get Debbie. Yes. You're welcome. Before we get started with the interview, we like for our listeners to know something that if you weren't on our podcast today, they might not otherwise know. Something unusual or unique. Well, one of the things is is that uh, I'm a pilot, and people would always say they don't know that, but what, what's, what, why that's so unique is how I got it. I got it by... Uh, taking care of people at Hurricane Andrew, oh. and I flew every week, and we had to, I had to fly $10,000 a week down to my team to put us in a flea bag hotel, so I went up ahead and got my pilot's license, and the reason being a pilot's important, it, it teaches me in business to never trust emotion or, or like, you know, I trust the instruments so I don't get vertigo like John Kennedy Jr. did <laughs> and crash into Long Thank Island Thank goodness Sound. for that, yes. yes. 
So trust the instruments. Trust <laughs> the instruments always. So right. So you still file that now? I don't. Uh, one of the companies I was CEO of, I had a Cessna, and they uh, they uh, we took on a big tranche of private equity. And they said, you're not allowed to fly anymore because we've had this huge life insurance. So I sold my airplane and stuff, and I haven't gotten back in the plane. All I have to do is take my physical, and I'm, I'm considering getting back in the plane again because I enjoyed it so much. Maybe after your next retirement. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Dean. We're moving on to what we call the Business of Life Masterclass Podcast 4. So these are the four questions we ask all of our guests so that we can get some insights and inspiration. Are you ready? Yeah. All right. Number one, what time do you get up in the morning and what is your daily routine to get your day started right? Well, I have a pretty boring routine. I get up at 6.15 and um, I'm going to be 67 this year, this year, so I'd be lying to you to tell you I don't also get up at 1 a.m., 3 a.m. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you what I'm doing. I'm not you know, So at 6.15, that's just the next cycle. And I get up at 6.15, and uh, I take a shower. I'm pretty quick. In fact, the joke with, with, it, with my um, family is, is that I can take a shower and be dressed and be out of the house in less than 15 minutes. Mm. Um, so I, I take a shower, and I just relax. And then I generally try to set up my first visit of the day for 7 a.m. And, and I'm usually meeting a friend. Or in my case, I love mentoring young people right now. And I'm meeting so many cool young people that are, uh, which is something I'll share with you in a little bit, but it's so cool to teach and turn them on mm -hmm. to their passions. So you jump right out and get going in the Oh, yeah, but, right. but, 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 but it's not even getting going. I mean, like <laughs> I said, I've retired four times. And, and, and the thing about it is, is this is my absolute hobby. Okay. Much like yours, Debbie. I mean, mm -hmm. I think you're passionate about what you do. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. All right, number two, what's something other than your morning routine of 6.15 a.m. that you believe if other people were to do it, it would set them up for an additional level of success? In other words, what's that extra oomph that you feel like people perhaps aren't doing that would really serve them well? Well, I'm going to give this as a secret sauce to people. Okay. So, so it's... It's, it's an oomph, but it's also a, a, a secret that all my ninjas master, and I've been doing it now for 40-plus years, mm -hmm. and, I'll, and I'll share with you, and that's my handwritten notes and touches. I write 100 to 200 handwritten notes a week. Now, they're not your traditional salesy, thank you for letting me meet with you. I remember birthdays. I mean, I send You do, articles. I do. Yeah. I appreciate them. And, and what's funny is, 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 you, you know, you said earlier I became CEO of Ideal Image. A lot of people don't know that that was off a thing, a birthday note to a young man or a man by the name of Mark Blumenthal, who you know has, mm -hmm. does Synapse, a big program here. And I had sent uh, Mark a birthday note, and Mark called me up and says, you've never forgot my birthday in 15 years. I go, yeah. And I was retired, and he goes, can I buy you lunch? So we met at the Steak and Ale on West Shore back in the day when it was there. And mm -hmm. I go have lunch, and he goes, Dean, would you do me a favor? And I go, yeah. He said, would you go meet these two chiropractors? They got a med spa, and I'm, I, they need somebody just to give them a quick overview. So I went in there, and, and I didn't have a dog in the fight. And mm -hmm. four months later, I was CEO, and then we grew the company, and it had $175 million exit six years later. And that was right from the thank you. Yeah, it was from the, the birthday, birthday card. Yeah, birthday. It, that would have never, so I call that my multi, multi-million dollar birthday card. <laughs> and, then, and, 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 then, and then the other one, tip I teach my ninjas is, and, and this is a lost art, but it's something you can practice in your car, is doing math in your head. So if somebody says it's 
and you mm-hmm. learn how to do these rounded maths, and it blows people away to do math in your head when somebody goes, bum, 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 and then I come up with an answer while they're sitting there, and they're all banging calculators. And that, that's a secret ninja technique, too. So those are my, my handwritten notes mm-hmm. and touches. You know, I send books out and all that. Those touches and handwritten notes and then doing math in my head. I, asked, I had a guy ask me one day, he said, Dean, if you had to give everything up, what it could keep one thing, but it would be, be my handwritten notes, hands down. Oh, nice. And believe me, I keep them. I keep them in my Atta Girl. I used to have a, a little box, then I had a big box. Now I have drawers of them, and yours are in there because I keep the ones that I know people put some thought in. So thank you. i I, I got to share one quick thing. I went to a CEO's office that I dealt with 25 years ago. I walk in his office. I hadn't seen him in a long time. I just happened to be in St. Petersburg, and he has a really big company. I walked in his office, a handwritten note I had done 25 years earlier was still packed to what he looked at every day. That's That's a special thing. It's something really great. Yeah. All right. So handwritten notes and math in our heads. So, okay, number three. Who or what has been the biggest influence in your life, your success, and your continued focus on making your life all that it is? And what have you done with that influence? Well, uh, probably two people, but one in particular is a gentleman by the name of Dennis Fontaine. Dennis Fontaine uh, took over his dad's uh, auto parts business in Lakeland, a single little location on Florida Avenue. Mm -hmm. Dennis Fontaine took it over because his dad was struggling. He just was defaulto, had to take it over. He was a lawyer by trade, just graduated from college with a law degree. And he took it over and has had this little parts place. Well, he grew that to discount auto parts, subsequently advanced auto parts, took it public, made 150, 200 million bucks when he took it public, just mega successful. So what did I learn from Dennis Fontaine? What I learned from Dennis Fontaine was it's not about your products, it's not about your locations, it's all about your people. Mm -hmm. And Dennis Fontaine was the one that taught me, he would get in his big Lincoln and he would go three days a week and he didn't care about finances or anything and he would go in and work in his auto parts places, he'd just show up random in Everglade City or wherever, mm-hmm. and it became a legacy deal, and um, and it was just powerful. And then Rudy Michaud, who was my former father-in-law, he was a, had a metropolitan life insurance for the whole eastern United States, uh, was the largest uh, fundraiser back in the day for USF with uh, Hugh Culverhouse. They were the co-chairs back when they raised 150 million bucks or whatever. At any rate, he was the same way. All his employees, he sent birthday handwritten birthday notes to, and he had 5,000 employees, and he would know all their names, he'd know something about their family, so he would go to a branch in Augusta, Georgia, walk in and say, hi Fred, how's your wife Susie, blah, 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 mm-hmm. this is before the internet and everything else, just an amazing man, and both of them taught me that if you empower and, and engage your people, they will produce more than you could ever imagine. Absolutely. And that has worked for me forever. And you followed in, his, in both of their footsteps. Yeah. All right, number four, last last question of the podcast four. While our series and ultimately the masterclass that we'll host focuses on the positive and how to move forward in life, what, Dean, is one don't or one thing that you wish you hadn't done or something you wish others wouldn't do because it's holding them back? This is probably not business-related, but I will tell you it's business-related sure. because it had a, a, a multi, multi, multi-million dollar impact on me financially, but that's not the reason I'm sharing with you. It's work-life balance. Um, my first wife uh, was a, is is still a former wife was a rock star. My current wife's a rock star, and I get it now. 
And what happened was, is I was all about being involved in everything. You know, I went to every, everything you could imagine. I built my company and, you know, and, and I had my construction company. I was doing hundreds of millions of dollars of work and I thought I was all that. And she divorced me. Mm-hmm. And I can tell you that I should have, A, never been divorced. B, she was my biggest supporter. And, I, and she, she, if I had treated her like I treated employees, suppliers, and other people, I'd still be married to her today. Now, obviously, I wouldn't be with my current wife, who's a rock star, too. Mm-hmm. But she, she, has, she has the benefits of my being screwed up before. Right. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you. Because if people would remember that, you know, that adage, you hurt the ones you love the most or the people mm-hmm. closest to you, we don't have to live by that. Well, here's, here's real quick, I'll tell you. So here's the funniest thing is, is people confuse uh, activity with results. So I know so many CEOs, they, they go, well, I work hard, and I go, and your point? And I have a, a, a formula that I have today as a CEO, or former CEO, and help CEOs. I never work more than 20 hours a week as a CEO. Mm-hmm. And somebody goes, what do you mean? You have to work more than 20 hours. I said, no, I do work for 20 hours. The other 20 to 30 hours is being a leader. And being a leader is not answering the emails. Being a leader is all the yes. things that, yeah. And But I, I focus on that, and I get out of the minutia because my job is to be the leader. Mm-hmm. So if I have to let something, and I don't let other things go, but I find CEOs are micromanaging. People are coming to them to ask. Them. I'm talking about decent-sized companies. I sat with one guy the other day, and all of a sudden this woman came in while we are talking. She goes, are we okay to order coffee? And I almost had oh to rip his head off. You know, it's it's time to order coffee. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Order the coffee. Yeah, but just really, really. And this isn't a CEO of a no. two-person office, FYI. <laughs> I believe you. Well, Dean, thank you. That thank shirt you for that was awesome. Very inspirational. A couple actionable items that I found um, to do right away and that resonated with me are the the thank you notes. And I always intend to do that. Debbie, you've been talking about that for years, and so I'll have I thank you. It. I'll do I do it too, one day a week. Can I give it you gotta make sure you put the comment in there. Yeah. Guess which one is more important than the thank you note? The birthdays and yeah, the, the special, special occasions. The, the, yeah. the special occasions. And so more than just one day a week. So I need to be doing the volume of seventy five to hundred. And it really ties in with what you also said is focus on the people. So it is about the special things in their lives, knowing their names, knowing their kids' names, where they go to school. So I am absolutely going to implement that today. And the Debbie likes to call life balance, that work-life balance. Because I agree with you, it, 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 you, you have to make sure that you're nurturing those you love and making sure as you're doing 75 special occasion cars, you're, you're also doing that with your family. Mm-hmm. I can see I, how that could slip. Two seconds. I, I, I teach guys. Guys will sit there and talk about their wives. I, I make a deal with them. I said, I'm going to put you in my car. We're going to write to Walgreens right now. You're going to get a blank card, a blank card. You're going to write, honey, I just want to tell you how much I love you. I'm going to give you the 50 cent stamp. You're going to put it and mail it to your house mm-hmm. and then call me later, you know, the next couple of days. Every single person that's ever done that goes, OMG, because Women are cerebral. They get that, they open it up, and they go, 
oh my God. And all of a sudden, life changes. That's awesome because they were just bragging on them and then they don't, you know, show that credit so they know, hey, I was thinking about you and talking about you with my friends. I love it. And they get it out of the mailbox and it just freaks them out. It should be illegal. It should be illegal. (laughs) I send those to my husband's office. I'm just smiling. So, Debbie, we probably have same of the, uh, a lot of the same things written down, mm-hmm. but are you um, you know, willing to take what you wrote down and let's hold each other accountable in the next week or so to do these action items right now? Absolutely. So, I'll add to my, my notes, and I feel like I really do have a good focus on people, and fine-tuning that is certainly not going to hurt me. So, it's a good reminder yeah. about it and to be certain of it. I had an experience last night at an event Dean and I were at together where I remembered someone from three years ago. I won't say the name of the company, but they asked me to send them some information and then followed up today and said what they wanted to do in June. I mean, from remembering, and he wrote and said to me, this person was so impressed that you remembered her from three years ago. He said he hasn't, she hasn't stopped talking about it. Awesome. And so it's, and I remembered her beautiful eyes and she was pregnant and, and it, so it was just, but like I, I, get a little bit I just got the good fun too. I just—it was just—it was just real. It wasn't. I wasn't putting anything out. I didn't. It was authentic. There. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I will absolutely take that. Dean knows I love to watch him, listen to him, and and take his counsel. So we appreciate it. So listeners, you can stay connected with Dean through adjunctceo.com. A-D-J-U-C-T-C-E-O.com. That'll be in our show notes, of course. LinkedIn. Uh, if you're on his website and you click that Facebook page, well, that takes you right to him. So you can friend him there because that's the process with, with Dean. He's on all social media, Facebook. Twitter is CEO4321. But you can also just Google his name. And the best way to get to his podcast is to Google Dean Akers Podcast because you can find him on iHeartRadio, on iTunes, everywhere. And it's really good. There's some videos, there's audio, there's all sorts of things. So we really appreciate it. And similarly, you can follow Barb and me on Instagram at T-B-O-L Masterclass Podcast. Barb at the Stay at Work Mom and me at Debbie Lundberg pretty much everywhere that you can go on social media. So if you like what you hear, please rate us five stars. We're not asking for it. We want to earn it. And we're committed to providing you with five-star guests and five-star inspiration like we got from Dean Akers today. So stay tuned. Thanks for joining us for this episode of The Business of Life, the podcast for successful people embracing every chance to accomplish and experience all you can in business and in life. Listen, choose, do. Thank you.